Welcome to the Real Estate Reality Show. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, call Arrow Moving and Storage, 719-325-6341. Now your host and back-to-back Best of the Springs Realtor, Justin Hermes. Thanks for joining me. Another show of Real Estate Realities. We are out of the starting block here this morning. And boy, the cooler weather is upon us. But we're not going to let that drag us down. First thing I want to mention before uh, we go into any titles and good and the bad is Veterans Day took place yesterday. And it's such a special day here in the United States of America. And the privileges we have in this great nation the things we get to enjoy, the freedoms, the safety. I really do look at the news, what's going on worldwide in Ukraine and Israel, and I look at it and go, how are we so blessed to live in this country where we are not experiencing those things? And I said really to myself, it's because of the men and women who made sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice and put their lives on the line that lead us to this unbelievable life we get to live in the United States of America. I mean, it is unbelievable, folks. We don't have to worry about bombs, shootings. And I I just, I really, the bottom of my heart, want to say thank you to all those service members who have served, who are currently serving. You make the American dream. Without you, there is no real estate. There really isn't. And so hats off to our veterans. And if you have somebody, you know who is, is serving now or has served. I do a show on Fridays, 9 to 10, here on Cardio. It's called The Extra. Reach out to me at 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. I would love to have your hometown hero on. We give one away every Friday. We bring them on, we interview them, and then Marigolds takes care of their whole dinner, dessert, drinks, appetizers, as a thank you from the folks here at KRDO, from Marigolds, for your service to our great country. So remember that. Thank a veteran every day, just not Veterans Day. That's right, folks. So today's title of the show is Seller Financing and Assumables. That's right. We're going to start seeing that crawl back into the market next year as, boy, rates continue to stay high. They're climbing. You have to get creative. And th- this is stuff that you saw in the 80s, right? When rates were upwards of 18%, you saw the seller financing. You saw the assumables. This is stuff that is going to be back into our market. The good or the bad, you tell me. Fountain and Union um, commercial pad sites looking to be developed and a possibility of 300 multifamily units. That's right, folks, right there at Fountain and Martin Luther King Bypass across the street from Costas's, directly east of Costas's uh, cemetery there. So I want to get your opinion on that. Justin Hermes, The Real Estate Reality Show, 719-232-1063. We're going to be right back talking seller financing and assumables. You got no time for yourself. You got more parole, Jim Bean. You're going crazy dreaming. The American dream. These dreams that come with all this doubt. When we can't fit in, we try to find a way out. We're back to the Real Estate Reality Show with Justin Hermes. This segment is brought to you by HouseCheck, servicing the front range of Colorado Springs for over 25 years with the most complete and personalized home inspection. Call them now for more information at 719-266-1645. 
into it here, talking seller financing assumables. And uh, with the high rates, these are the things that you're going to start seeing in the marketplace. And the opportunities will be there. We're already starting to see some opportunities. And while it takes folks is for sellers to get more desperate and they're not desperate enough yet. They're dropping prices. Some are willing to do some assumable loans, but the market hasn't gotten beat up enough yet for people to be doing seller financing, pushing assumables. You're going to see the same thing. Short sales are, there's 16 short sales right now in El Paso County, and that is the step before a foreclosure. It's a better deal than a foreclosure, in my opinion. And next week's show is going to be all about short sales, okay? Um, and how to fix up a short sale, okay? And get it, get it into rental mode. But you have to wait for opportunities like assumables and seller financing in this market because even if you're coming in and buying a house for two seventy five, three hundred thousand next year, you're still battling non-owner occupied interest rates of ten percent. So you need a seller who's going, hey, I'll carry you at six percent, or somebody who's saying, I'll let you assume my loan, which takes a lot of effort, right? Let's talk first about the assumables. Okay, so this is the way an assumable loan works. You're assuming the loan balance, but making up the difference between purchase price and obviously the loan balance. Okay, so if we have a house for sale, let's just use an example here, $380,000 purchase, but the loan balance is $300,000, you're looking at an $80,000 down payment to get to the closing table. See where I'm getting at? 380 minus 300, 80,000 to assume the loan. But also, you have to qualify under the current lenders, the current lender, his credit requirements, the income requirements, the the debt to income ratio, right? So they can make it a pain in the rear end, and a lot of them will, because they don't want you assuming the two and a half, three percent loan. And there's companies out there that will help you fight it because a majority, if not all, FHA and VA loans are assumable. But there's companies who will fight you and say, nope, yep, not assumable. I had one in Meridian Ranch with my seller, veteran, terrible, terrible deal. Looking at the paperwork, he signed and it is, yes, it is assumable. And that probably cost him thirty to $40,000 on his home sale because this lender, local lender, I won't mention the name, would not honor the assumable. And we talked to legal. They said, you can fight this. It's going to take six to eight months. And so it's not easy doing these things, folks. The creative approach isn't always easy. Hopefully you get a lender who is willing to be a little bit more above board and going, you know what? It does say it's assumable. Let's see who you're looking at here as far as a candidate for purchase and work with you on the deal. It's just not always the case. They're not jumping out of their shoes to get you into an assumable 3%. They're trying to get that off the books. So here's the other angle here. FHA, there's no eligibility issues, right? Because it's not, I mean, if you're a United States citizen, you have access to an FHA loan. Just as long as you don't have a loan within 60 miles of the property you're trying to purchase that is currently FHA, right? If you don't fall under that category, then it's a government loan open to any United States citizen. But you go and look at VA, it's much different. So if you have a non-VA eligibility buyer 
who's going in and saying, hey, I'll take this VA assumable loan at 400000 The seller can do that, but guess what? His eligibility stays with that current home until that buyer decides to sell. So that's right. The buyer keeps that property for 10 years. Guess what? 10 years, he doesn't have his eligibility. It's wrapped up in the home. But guess what? Back in the 80s, people were so desperate. They were going, whatever I have to do to avoid foreclosure, you can take it. Even though you're a non-veteran, you can assume it. Now, if it's my seller, I'm going, hey, we can most likely rent the home before we go that route, which is a better option because then you can control the timing of your VA eligibility, right? Or let's sell to someone with VA eligibility because they come in and assume it and they free up your eligibility because they take place of your current VA eligibility in that home. So be very careful if you're VA and you're thinking, hey, I'm assumable to anybody. There are consequences for that. Okay. So you have to understand FHA assumable, VA assumable. But if you can get in on it, it can be a good deal for everyone. And if you can write a closing for 80 to 90 days so you can get through the assumability hoopla, then great. You can get in on a 3% loan and you're, you're getting an unbelievable rate and an unbelievable purchase because that's the thing. You may be getting a great buy right now, but the rates are prohibiting you from cash flowing. And that's why I'm doing the show because there's other ways to find cash flow. Okay. So once again, assumable VA, FHA, you have to qualify with the current lender. It's going to be a little tough. You're going to have to fight it. Okay. But there's, like I said, there's companies out there that will help you fight this because legally when they sign off docs and they say this is an assumable loan, they need to honor that. Okay. There is no assuming a conventional loan. Let's just get that out there. The only assumable loans are government loans, VA and FHA. Okay. So we're going to go in and talk seller financing. We're then going to talk lease option, rent to own. Okay. And the seller financing aspect, let me just give you a little bit of ground rules here. To do it legally, you have to own your property free and clear, folks. There's so many investors out there who will call you and say, I get them all the time on my properties. They go, hey, um, can we do a seller financing? And they usually have a low, low down payment they want, right? They're going, I'll put 5% down, buy it at 400. Well, number one, 5% down, if the market turns down, they don't have enough skin in the game. You got to get more than 5% down. But more importantly, these same people will tell you, hey, it's it's okay. You can, you don't have to have it free and clear to do seller financing. Just keep making your mortgage payments and I'll pay you. And that's totally fine. And then this is what you have to say to that gentleman or gal on the phone. You say, what about the due on sale clause? They go, what? Half of them don't know what it is. The other half go, well, yeah, my my company can handle that. Yeah, if the lender calls it due on sale, we, we, we're prepared to come up with the money. Okay, let's get that in writing because you may have some dry powder now, but in a couple years... When they're doing an audit on your loan and they're going, you know, let's start doing audits on these loans because we got this one hanging out here with Jimmy and it's at 275. Let's just take a look. See, oh, looks like Jimmy, uh, I transferred title. What the heck? He sold the, the property and we didn't, what? And the, the mortgage is still under Jimmy's name. 
Oh, we gotta we gotta get our uh, initiate the do on sale clause. And they get a hold of Jimmy, let, nice little letter in the mail, and says, "Hey, you got 30 days. We noticed you transferred title, breach a contract. You need to come up with, let's say it was a $300,000 loan balance. We need that 300,000 in 30 days. Otherwise, we're foreclosing." And then you call the gentleman who said, "Well, don't worry about it. We'll do seller financing, and we'll come up with the with the money." And you go, "Hey, you got the money?" And they're going, "You know, even though we put it in writing, I." <laughs> We don't have the money. I mean, we just, we don't have it. Sorry. Sue us. Take us to court. That's not going to help you, right? So now you have an issue because you're going to lose your property, okay? And that is where a lot of investors go, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Folks, you'll, you, you've seen a lot of things happen that people said it'll never happen, right? And so to do this seller financing, before we head in the next segment and I go over how to do this, it can be a great asset for some of you sellers. It's a great way to avoid a lot of capital gains in one year, okay? But to be part of this discussion, you have to own your property free and clear because that's how you legally and ethically do it. And you may say, well, I got a loan balance of 50000 but you know we got eighty in the bank. Pay it off. It, it may be able to benefit you in a sales price of going. Hey, honey, our home. You know we owe fifty thousand on it, and we're looking at the realtor said we can only get four hundred thousand, but I think we could get you know four fifty if we can carry it six percent, and then that money goes back in our pocket. This is something I think we should look at doing. Now we're talking, folks. Now we're getting creative. Okay, and that's what it's about. When the market gets tough, you get creative and you find different angles. So make sure you stick around. Very important. We're talking seller financing, how to craft that deal, and then also lease option or rent to own. I know some of you've asked me about that as well. Justin Hermes Real Estate Reality, 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. We'll be back after these brief messages. Welcome back to the Real Estate Reality Show. Now here's Justin Hermes. Okay, folks, we're back into it. We're talking seller financing, assumables. If you're just joining me now, go to caretoyournewsradio.com, click on podcasts, shows, real estate realities, go back, listen to the assumable part. It is very valuable because I can't go back. We don't have enough time to cover that overview again. Seller financing. How do you draft the deal? You have to have it free and clear, number one, right? Like I said, you can pay off a loan and have a much better opportunity marketing your property with a significantly lower rate, right? You can say, hey, I'm willing to do 10% down, 6%, and I'll get paid off over the five years. My capital gains will be significantly lower. If it's a rental property, right? And you're not, it's not a primary, then you're worried about capital gains. This is a great way to avoid getting hit with that all in one year. Okay. So first off, you have to decide your terms. 
So it's an amortization, which to break that down, it's like a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year common terms, maybe a 10-year. That's a little aggressive payment for the buyer. So I'll give you an example. One I did lately was a 25-year amortization. Okay, so it's amortized over 25 years. The title company can help you draw up the amortization schedule. Before I leave it out, you can also do interest only. Okay, so you can do interest only payments, but then you you get the terms on that. Then you look to your interest rate. Do you want to be at six, six and a half, seven percent? Do you want to say, hey, you know what? We can get a killer sales price, get a bunch up front, and do five seven five because these guys are willing to put twenty percent down. So you you can get a little bit creative on interest rate compared to down payment things like that. But I would try to get you know ten percent or better. Okay, obviously the buyer's gonna be pushing for less money down. You as the seller be pushing for more, correct? Then you need to figure out the balloon on it. And the balloon is, hey, when's this loan balance due? Okay, so when we look at most common is a five-year. So you're going to maybe say, all right, 25-year AM, 6% and a five-year balloon. Okay, title helps draft up the 25-year amortization over 6%. There's a reduction in principal. And after five years, let's just say purchase price is 300000 whatever the principal reduction, right? Let's say, call it, you know, 292 That 292 is then due to the seller because it has a five-year balloon. Or the seller can foreclose on the new owner. If they cannot come up with that 292000 after five years, they foreclose. If somebody starts missing payments, they foreclose. They're the bank, folks. They have the opportunity to foreclose. They're holding the note on it, okay? So how would I come up with 292? You're betting on the fact of interest rates will drop within the next five years. You can refinance that, right? Get the money, get with a big bank who's giving you a 30-year fixed rate with no balloon, and you pay off the 292. That's how we see it most commonly done. And people go, well, Justin, you told me not to bet on interest rates coming down. Well, yes, over the next couple of years, folks, you give yourself a five-year balloon, you're probably going to have somewhere in that next five years, we're going to have the opportunity to refinance. Maybe you can even push for a 10-year, right? If you're on the buyer side, I'm coming in going, uh, 30-year AM, 10-year balloon, and I want a 5% interest rate. And then I see what they counter back at, right? If I'm on the seller side, I'm going 25 your am, you know, or an interest only, and I want interest rate of six and a half percent and five year balloon, right? So it just all depends. You can craft these deals to protect yourself. So that's where the negotiation starts to come into play. But do remember, you know, it is very important the down money because if you get very little down in the market head south, well, guess what? They don't care if you get foreclosed on because they got no skin in the game. So you got to have enough down that that buyer has skin in the game. Okay. And remember, you don't pay on this deal. You miss a couple payments. You're you're out. They foreclose. Okay. Title can help set up with payment coupons, all these deals. Okay. You can set up an escrow account. You can do this with a bank. John did just did one down in Arizona, set up with the bank. The bank handled the escrow on it. Almost was the collection service, basically, the service company servicing the loan that the owner held for him. And so there, there's many advantages to this. It's just knowing how to do it, right? A lot of people are fearful because they don't know it, so they're going, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to try to sell my house the generic way. 
right? Well, the generic ways don't get it done. And as a buyer and as an investor, you go, well, I want to buy one, but the interest rate's 10%. I guess I just, well, shucks. And I got a really good deal. Well, let's ask the seller. Is it free and clear? Will they do seller financing? I mean, these are the things you have to run through. If you have a specific scenario, you're listening to this going, huh? It is specific to each deal, each person, each financial situation. Call me at 719-232-1063. It's 232-1063. We'd be happy to talk or text with you about it. The best option, in my opinion, if you're looking to buy and even sell is the assumable and seller financing. But I did have some listeners who wanted me to cover lease option, rent to own. You hear rent to own so much. I'll do rent to own. I'll do rent to own. So we'll go over that real quick. Lease option is purchased. The purchase price is set before. It's set up front. Okay. And at the end of the lease, you have the option to purchase. And the other thing to remember is if you are doing this on the buyer side, you have the first right to purchase this. The seller can't come back and say, hey, I'm not selling you anymore. All bets are off. No, this lease option is you're leasing the property with an option to buy at the end. Now, you yourself aren't locked into that, okay? Now, there may be some option money, down payment money that's non-refundable. There could be a 1% lease option fee of four to five grand that you're not going to get back, so they're pulling that skin into the game, right? There could be clauses in there that say buyer slash tenant is responsible for all repairs, okay? So it's very important to know what you're getting into when it's a lease option or a rent to own, what the terms are. Is it one year? Is it two? Is it three? Right? The amount of rent that goes to down payment. Is there a, is there a premium on it? Sometimes you go, well, market rent's 2200 but you're doing a rent to own. A certain amount of it is going to go towards your down payment. I'm going to be charging you 2400 Now, when I've seen these deals, I'm going to just say this. The lease option, the rent to own are usually massively favored in the owner, right? So the landlord, it's a big benefit. The lease options, the rent to own, a lot of the times a buyer doesn't come through. They keep the lease option fee. They keep the down payment fee. These, the ones I've seen have been written such in favor of the landlord. It is so difficult to be successful on the buyer side when you do lease option or rent to own. That's why I say the best way to go is the seller financing or assumable, right? Because you have all these lease option fees, down payment, non-refundable, these premiums they slap on, the stuff where you're responsible for all repairs, right? So be very, very careful. If you get anything out of today's show, try to be a master of the assumable, the seller finance, and probably stay away from lease option or rent to own, okay? If you're a landlord, you're doing it. I'd love to hear how you're doing it and how uh, what your success ratio is on it and what some of your fees is. Justin Hermes, 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. Or email me, justin at thepropertygroupcos.com or be old school. Stop down at our new office location, 305 South Cascade. We'd love to hear from you, what you're seeing in the investment world. Next week, we are right back here. Same bat channel, same bat time. We're talking short sales. You will not want to miss this, folks. Have a fantastic Sunday. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.